2: It's time to do the show. I mean, chew the dough with Aaron and Danae. Streaming on Monday afternoon or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Time for the show to begin. So let's listen in. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, it's Aaron and Danae.
0: Are you going to be okay?
1: I'm just a little grumpers. I can be a little grumpers during the podcast, Danae.
0: Yeah, you sure can. Won't make things <laughs> awkward at all.
1: Uh, How are you? I'm good. <laughs> was that the, wait, did we start the podcast already and I didn't know it look? It was. It's hard. It's harder to tell when we're not live, isn't it?
0: No, we're doing things a little different this week. It's old school podcast recording time. Man, it has
1: been a day. I mean, just, it's one of those days where...
0: It's a it's, deluge Yeah, day.
1: exactly. Uh, except for luging, it's much more fun it looks like in the Olympics, but... This day of luging has not been been wonderful at all.
0: At least it's not a loogie losing.
1: <laughs> Gross! <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> uh, you are tired. I've I got a headache, and then the internet went down, and so we're not doing a live show. We're just doing a recorded show, and we so miss you, people. We do. We miss the live audience, but you know what? We figure we should get something out there. Plus, we already postponed from yesterday. <laughs> So it's just been one of those days, one of those weeks.
0: We sure hope your week is going much better.
1: Yes, we hope that our awful week makes you feel better about your amazing week.
0: Some people are having a really bad week.
1: That's true. Comparative thinking is never fun. It's
0: never fun.
1: You can always be worse off or better off than somebody. Just, you know, be in your moment, right? That's right. Whenever
0: I need to feel good about my house and how organized it may or may not be, I don't watch Hoarders.
1: (laughs) Comparative That's not thinking. something I do. I don't do that. I'm glad you mentioned a TV show instead of like an actual person in your life. <laughs> no. Whenever I'm feeling bad about my house, I don't go over to such and such's place <laughs> just to see how bad it can really be. Are well, you ready, to chew a dough? Yeah, let's chew a dough. All right.
0: Um, you know, I was actually talking to somebody before we before we. I guess no, no, I'm not ready, Aaron. <laughs> There's a a guy at the Brahms drive-through. Okay. That I struck up random conversations with, and he's now listening to Shoe the Dough. Oh, fun. I asked him, what do you think of it? And he paused and looked at me like, he didn't quite know how to be honest with me.
1: (laughs) Great. And I
0: thought, oh no, he doesn't like the show. But I'm wondering if it's confusing. And I feel like it's been a long time since we've talked about why we shoe the dough? Uh-huh. Why it's called shoe the dough? Yeah. So maybe we should go back into a little backstory.
1: We can. I feel like we cover why it's called shoe the dough in the intro every week. Mm-hmm. When the person says "time to shoe the dough," uh, I mean do the show or do the show. I mean shoe the dough. Like that's that's where it comes from, right? Like that seems pretty pretty evident, doesn't it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like how you're second guessing it. Now. I am
1: now. I'll <laughs> second guessing everything.
0: Well, I'm just saying, like, it started from a conversation that Aaron and I had when we met on the radio. Yeah. And he said, Are you ready to shoe a dough? And it confused me. And it just kind of became, you know, a back and forth thing we would say to each other whenever we were getting ready to do our show mm-hmm. every single day. Yeah. But we were lacking a place to just try and experiment new ways of having conversations. And that's really where the podcast came. And from this podcast has sprung other podcasts from segments that we used to do here on this show, like Sif Pop. We used mm-hmm. to talk about pop culture here on the show, but now that's its own podcast. We used to do a new Music Digest podcast or segment where mm-hmm. we listen to music. That's now its own podcast. Yep. And really now it's just kind of a place for us to check in every week with our fans and kind of try new things and talk about hap- things happening in the news, things happening in our life, and not... like. I guess you to say, our career in radio, we only get to talk like two minutes in between music. Sure, yeah. And here we actually get to Shorter talk segments. longer.
1: Mm-hmm. That's it.
0: Did you hear that pause? We can't do that on the radio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no pauses allowed.
0: So anyhow, I can't have that conversation in a drive-thru without making people behind me mad. So for those of you who are new listeners, and maybe you're just getting into shoe. That's kind of what we do here on the show. We just experiment, it's try do things. Experimental.
1: It's just two friends hanging out, figuring out what you know what's fun to talk about. Uh, it really is. It's
0: not pointless. Um, it's personality driven pointlessness. <laughs> Does that make sense? No, not that. That probably didn't help at all. <laughs>
1: No, it's. I mean, it. it, You know, it's. You just pop it on and you listen. If you like hanging out with us, then you like hanging out with us. We, you know, we try to do some fun stuff Uh, today because of the issues that we're having. uh, We don't have a secondary segment necessarily to go to, but we always like to kick it off. But first, with random stuff like another story. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm ready. (laughs) From the corners of the world, things happen, and we call them news. The newscasters talk about them and then other people talk about them and then some people talk about them and then we talk about them when we peruse the news. Take that, Mr. Internet. Yeah, kick him right in the teeth. In the teeth. <laughs> um, do you want me to kick off? Yeah, what do you got?
0: So, there have been a surprising number of people that have gotten into major trouble in around when they go to like Thailand for example, and they okay. go to these Buddhist temples and they will expose skin. They will become either fully nude, partially nude, take pictures. They're just being goofy. Okay, but this is a big deal. Really, at these sacred temples, there's actually signs that say,
1: "Don't take your clothes off."
0: Yeah, stay closed.
1: But how did this start? Is so, this like, is this like Flash Mountain? <laughs> like where somebody just made a stupid pun one day, and all of a sudden now everybody's taking.
0: There's a couple in San Diego who started an Instagram called Bear Butts. Uh. And their whole thing was they would just bear their rear ends around the world and random places, and they you
1: know, went. <laughs> some people just have purpose in life.
0: I don't know. Well, they went to the Temple of Dawn and mooned. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> that was me. I actually made a pun.
1: Did you? Yeah. Did you hear that? What? Because the moon has something to do with dawn?
0: No, because they mooned with their butts.
1: Yes, I understand. Oh, okay. And what's the second meaning?
0: The the dawn. The sun rises and the sun sets yeah, the and then sun, there's the
1: moon. But then, then there's the moon.
0: <laughs> oh, I see. It wasn't a very good time
1: <laughs> No, yeah, it's fine. I no, was, it was trying. Great. No, you weren't trying. You just realized <laughs> it in, in hindsight. No,
0: I did try. Oh, you did try. I did. Oh, okay. It All right. It was terrible. All right. All right. We'll just move on.
1: Wait, did you did you make up the Temple of Dawn? No. Okay. <laughs> I thought that was your fun. No. I was like, well, maybe you should have gone with like the night temple and they moved. Right, and then that would have been, been, been right, better. Yeah, then you'd have been yeah. fine. But... Well, I
0: just thought dawn. I thought of the sun. I thought of the moon. And then I was like, moon. And then this is, anyway, I got I got a long ways to go uh, before. No, you're I'm like, good.
1: You're good. You'll have a, a starring role in no time.
0: See? You're so good. You've been <laughs> no, doing this for so long. It's, no. like, it's, it's like second it's nature. It's not something to
1: look up to, Danae. It really it is. isn't.
0: It is. Anyhow, um, they have been doing their traveling butts theme. Bare butts. Yes, mm-hmm. since... Uh, I don't even remember where they got started, but anyways, it's been on Instagram. They had like 14,000 followers. They go to this place. The signs advise people to dress modestly while on temple grounds, and Thai authorities saw them, mm-hmm. and and they... I think they were just fined like $150 for okay. you know getting naked in public or exposing themselves or yeah, whatever.
1: As they should be. Yes.
0: You're breaking the rules. However... When they posted it online- Oh, no. It became an international thing. It became a- I don't like it. So, it kind of crossed some more barriers. So, now they're actually calling for them to come back and do jail time.
1: Whoa. So,
0: I just think this is a really interesting part of internet culture where when you share a sacred place and it's being- um what's the word desecrated
1: mm-hmm. sure yeah
0: you know that it's so offensive and different countries have different rights so
1: where do you uh, land where do you land on this just a joke or they really shouldn't have done it
0: they shouldn't have done it if there's okay. a sign that says don't do it you right. know what i mean like you need to respect where you go is but my there's opinion. This,
1: there's this american i think it's american or, mm-hmm. you know or western kind of idea of pranks yeah. you know this idea that you can cross lines and disobey rules because it's funny and it's okay nobody's really going to get hurt if you're not hurting anybody it's just a prank it's silly it's okay so i do know people feel that way but i'm more with you i think you know you have to i mean especially when you're dealing with cultures you, well, you get outside of your own culture and they don't have that same kind of they
0: don't have that same mentality and they still they need to set a precedence like if you don't want people to do it 150 bucks is not really going to be mm. an incentive for people to pay attention you know they're gonna right. they're going to do it but if it's going to be $4,000 and possibly seven years of jail time. Time in
1: a Thai jail. In a
0: Thai jail. So they don't think that once they're, everything kind of rolls out here that it's going to be the worst and most severe punishment. Mm. But it's definitely getting I some wouldn't, interesting I, attention. I, I
1: wouldn't go back. I, I wouldn't. If they were like well, saying, hey, come back. Well, their visas are going to be remote revoked. It, oh,
0: oh, you mean like go back for your punishment? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like I'm staying at my mom's I'm, house.
1: Yeah, I'll be okay here. <laughs> I don't I'm I'm sorry.
0: I thought you meant like once this is over, you wouldn't go back to the, the Temple of Dawn.
1: <laughs> no. That's not what I meant. I meant <laughs> if they're asking me to come back and face jail time, I'd be like, I'm okay in my own country. But if
0: you're being charged for some criminal thing, can you stay in your own country or or can you be Well, in... you might be
1: extradited. That's what I was thinking. But that's up to your own country.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So they have to decide whether or not to extradite you. And I wouldn't think that they would.
0: Mm. Where are they from? Are they
1: from America? Yes. Okay.
0: And there are... Great. S- quote, several Western tourists who have been detained for inappropriate behavior at sacred yeah. Southeast Asian sites in recent years.
1: I think if if this were on prank police, I think we would say no on this one. Just It's not funny.
0: It's not funny. No. And if you're going to go to Thai jail, like, no. They don't have internet in Thai yeah. jail. Yeah. They...
1: You don't want to be you don't want to be tied down.
0: <sighs> See?
1: Across, overseas. So
0: Good. So good.
1: What's yours? Uh, my first one. Waffle House customer walks brazenly into kitchen and cooks his own meal at 3 a.m. Why? And then the quote was, I was pretty inebriated. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I guess so. Uh, but Why? Uh, well, he had a strong craving for Waffle House. It was 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm They're not, open. I'm not They're asking open about
0: why he went to Waffle House. It's obvious he's hungry, but why did he make his own stuff? I food? was
1: getting there. Oh, okay. It's 3 Sorry. o'clock in the morning, right? <laughs> what? This is important to the story. I, I'm
0: listening. Fully attend Like, I'm listening. Waffle
1: House is open 24 hours a day, but the employees were tired enough that they were all sleeping.
2: No. So,
1: he goes into the Waffle House. They're all sleeping, and he's like, okay, I guess I'll just make my own stuff then. <gasps> so, he did. Would you do that? No, of course not. I'd wake somebody up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> how no, dare
1: you not. ask me that? What I kind w- of person do you think I am? This is awful. Well, I know
0: you don't drink. That's not My that. My question wasn't, will you be inebriated? My no, question no, no, no. I didn't would think you it make was.
1: Your own food? I didn't think it was. Would you? I would think that's, what a horrible thing to do.
0: I don't think it's I would either. It's
1: dangerous. It's like, you don't know their machines. Yeah. How they do their food.
0: I guess if I'm inebriated, it would all makes sense.
1: Right. So, I mean, at the the most, if somehow I was off my rocker, maybe I'd go like pour, you know, make myself a milkshake or something. Something easy. Yeah. Something where I could just push a button on the milkshake machine or something. No grills involved. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems like a bad idea. So, he also took pictures of the sleeping employees and himself in the kitchen making stuff. Oops.
0: Oops. Someone's going to get in trouble.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A statement obtained by multiple news outlets. The chain noted that for safety reasons, Customers should never go behind the counter. That's See? That's what I'm saying. You know, even for safety, if nothing Everyone else. Everyone
0: should listen to Aaron.
1: A statement also mentioned the possibility of him getting a job with a company since he obviously has cooking skills. <laughs> 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 so at least they have a sense of humor about it.
0: Uh, My next one is sort of sad and funny at the same time. Ooh,
1: it's fad.
0: This one is titled Henna Tattoo Allergy Leaves Man with Permanent Permanent. Handlebar mustache scar. Oh no! Yeah.
1: How do you get a scar doing henna?
0: So this guy got a te- a henna tattoo when he was in Benidorm. It's a Spanish city, mm-hmm. so I'm probably butchering that terribly. Sure. But it was supposed to just be kind of like this fun thing to get into the spirit of this fiesta. But what he didn't know is that the tattoo had a uh, product in it that's actually, like, in the States. It's not allowed. It's called black henna, and it contained PPD, and he had a terrible reaction to it.
1: Oh, no. So he
0: broke out in what was supposed to be, you know, henna tattoos. They just stain your skin, and then it fades away. right? So it was going to stain his face to have this funny, like, facial hair. But instead, he got, like, boils and it just That's he awful. reacted terribly and so now it's like scarred up as it's coming off so he may have like a permanent handlebar mustache scar on the side of his face like like joker from batman
1: yeah that that would be very annoying and so
0: many people would probably wonder what is going on This is just a reminder um, to be thankful that we live in the U.S. (laughs) (laughs) Right, where there are regulations. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've gone to the health food store and just grabbed one before, like a little container of it where you just like cut the top off of it and then you can play around with it. They don't last very long Mm because it's not like really rich henna. It's just sort of like quickly made henna. But I've never once thought about having an allergy. Never once. So this sort of like alarmed me quite a bit.
1: What would you do if you were him? Because I feel like what I would do is I would get a tattoo. I would On get your a face. Yep, yeah, I would get a face fat, uh, face tattoo to to make it appear more intentional and artistic, and rather than just having a scar that looks like a mustache, I'd get no. a tattoo that looks like a mustache.
0: No, because scars can fade over time. Like, why actually go full permanent?
1: <laughs> well, I guess I was thinking full. I, th- I was thinking it was already full permanent.
0: Well, I so mean, you think
1: the scar will go away?
0: I feel like it'll fade. Like, right now, it's really fresh, and it's in the news, and if you look it up, it's pretty bad, and Mm -hmm. you feel really bad for the guy. Like, you actually, when you look, when I'm looking at the picture, it looks like the henna that's under his lip is, you know, part of his facial hair in a way, but it's actually all just scab from where it's all healing, and then there's this little curl on his cheek from the handlebar, and that's definitely looking like a scar, but... In my studies of of massage therapy, I know that scar tissue can be broken up too. So if he gets in there and massages it, I think the likelihood of it fading away is pretty high. I would never go full permanent and
1: tattoo my face. <laughs> well, it is weird that I went there instead of just growing a mustache. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there you go. That's if we, if you want to cover it. Hopefully, your face can go ahead and do a little bit of that for you. Uh,
0: that's the obvious choice.
1: Um, I, other than that, I don't know, I don't know if I'd use makeup or.
0: Yeah, there seems to be a lot of options that he yeah. would have. But I just feel really bad for the guy. Well, yeah. My, my first instinct when you said, what would you do? I was like, I'd sue. But then I remembered it's not it's not no. in the US. Yeah, you can't. You're,
1: you're not going to get anything out of that. Nope. Sorry, man.
0: I hope it heals.
1: Yeah, for sure. Ready for my next one? Yep. Man who threw away a fortune in Bitcoin, now looking to dig up a landfill. Uh, somebody who was in on the... Kind of the origins of Bitcoin mining, which is, I don't know much about Bitcoin, but my understanding is like you use computers to actually do processes that are valuable in those processes, then actually have digital currency embedded into your drives, right? So he does this towards the beginning and it's not worth, you know, a ton of money, throws it away. Well, it now would be worth millions of dollars. So he's thinking about going and digging up the landfill, to find this hard drive that has the Bitcoin on it.
0: How many millions of dollars would have to be on that hard drive for you to go dig it up in a landfill? Uh,
1: halves, halves of millions.
0: 500,000? <laughs>
1: yeah. i like, I'll go dig in a <laughs> landfill for 20 bucks. <laughs> like, if
0: I was looking at that article correctly, his hard drive may have $80 million mm-hmm. worth yeah. on it, which is a bit mind-blowing. But here's the thing. By the time he finds it, what if it's not worth anything at all? Like, what if he actually found it and mm-hmm. he could somehow retrieve the data off of it, even mm-hmm. though it's been in a landfill for how many years? Right. And by the time he runs it over to the Bitcoin store. <laughs> the Bitcoin store. I don't know. I'm just making this up as I they go.
1: <laughs> They're like... <laughs> the elderly Bitcoin gentleman.
0: It's returned back to being basically worthless.
1: <laughs> well, I don't... I mean, again, I think like many currencies, there's much more of a process to it. It'd be hard to imagine that Bitcoin would crash like that. Well,
0: I don't know. I was just listening to a podcast where somebody was talking about whether they should invest in Bitcoin. And it's just, it's a currency. And when you invest in a currency, its value is based on what people decide that its value is. It's based on trust, right? Like Mm -hmm. our dollar is a piece of paper. It's It's not worth anything. It's all trust. You have to trust that it's worth something. So if nobody trusts Bitcoin, then yeah, I think it goes away pretty fast. Yeah. Because who uses Bitcoin?
1: Apparently lots of people. Apparently a lot of people one have,
0: bitcoin today if i saw it was like $11,000 or
1: something. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's crazy.
0: That's stupid.
1: What do you mean stupid?
0: Like who wh- why?
1: Because people have agreed like you just said. <laughs> they trust that the digital currency is more valuable than paper currency.
0: I cannot buy anything with bitcoin. yeah
1: i don't i mean you 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 can't go to walmart and use it i
0: don't have bitcoin (laughs) i have have none (laughs) yeah
1: i i i have wondered about what the future of currency is and it's i don't know but if there if i thought i could get even a little bit off of that drive i would definitely go try to dig it up for sure
0: Especially if you have any idea of where it is.
1: Oh, yeah. Like,
0: Because in my mind, I don't know if maybe this is different from where he lives, but when something goes to the trash, like to the landfill, I, I will genuinely have no idea where that landfill is.
1: Well, the, in the article, it does say he's not exactly sure. Right. So, you can't be sure. So, yeah. So, he's, <laughs> he's going to be digging at maybe a few landfills. That would be but 80, awful. But $80 million is worth a little bit of digging.
0: You would have to go in with a plan. Maybe like scanning devices and that would be impossible. There's no way you're going to find it. (laughs) But some scavenger in like 45 years, hundreds of years, however many years, is going to be digging through there. They'll find Mm -hmm. a hard drive. They'll plug it into some machine and they'll be like bajillionaires.
1: No, No. They'd never know it was on there. You have to look. Right. You have to know what you're looking for.
0: If you don't want people to see what's on your hard drive, you have to go Mr. Robot on it. Which is what? Take a drill to it. Uh Uh-huh. And a flamethrower.
1: And how do you know this, Danae?
0: Because I saw Mr. Robot. (laughs) What are you asking?
1: (laughs) How many hard drives have you had to destroy?
0: (laughs) I have not had to destroy any hard drives. Thank you very much. But I do have a couple awkward uh, stories about hard drives.
1: (laughs) What's your next one?
0: My last one is about a beach. This is an Irish beach. Vanished 12 years ago and it reappeared overnight. And you and I talked about this already a little bit, Erin. Yeah, I how does find this even this happen? So fascinating because of the tide.
1: But how does how does a beach appear overnight? Like I would think it would be a process a where a little bit of sand is washed up, and then a few more <laughs> grains of sand, and then hundred million years later, there's a beach. Nope, nope. It's the mysteries
0: of the storm. I like how I elongated
1: that word. It made it sound like it's a special.
0: I have a friend who has property her house is right on like a local river and it's like a small river. It's not like a huge, big raging Colorado river or anything. It's just like the smaller part of it. Mm -hmm. And there was a major flooding this last spring. Like the river flooded higher than it's ever been before. And everyone who lived kind of in that area was really nervous about losing their homes and things like this. It just kept rising and rising and rising. And whenever the water went away, suddenly where she would look out from her living room out onto the river. Now she could look out of her living room onto the river and there was a sandbar there. So anyone who came by and floated for the rest of the summer would stop at the sandbar, get out, hang out, have lunch, drink a few beers, party for a minute, get loud. And so she kind of lost the ability to just watch people float by. Now they're like basically hanging out in her front yard. And I had never really thought about how rivers change. Mm -hmm. There's songs about it. I've read about it before, but I've never, like, really visually seen that happen. So, I'm assuming this is kind of the same thing. The water just brings in the debris, and maybe under the ocean, there's just, like, gigantic patches of sand just waiting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Waiting to be be picked up and moved.
0: Thrown back out on the shore. But I just found that to be really cool. This, This happened in, like I said, it was in Ireland, in Ashland Bay. So...
1: I I wonder if it's just, I mean, maybe it's the sand is is sentient, you know? Maybe the sand's (laughs) like, you know what? I want to spend some time on land now for a little while. Yeah. You know, we've we've had our vacation under the sea.
0: Yeah. That's probably it.
1: I mean, I know they say, darling, it's better down where it's wetter, but take Take it it from from me. me. (laughs) So, uh, man, that is fascinating.
0: I do. I think that's really fascinating. And I think that's really encouraging, too, because... Like, can you imagine living close to this beach and you love going there? And then one day you go there and it's just all rocks. All the sand is completely gone. And you're like, bummer. You can no longer enjoy that, like, that property anymore. Mm -hmm. And then 12 years later, you're walking back by and all the sand is back. Like, you would think (laughs) that you're nuts at first. Right. But it's just a reminder. Like, there are seasons for things. And sometimes it's really great. And you can run around on the beach and have a good fun time. And Mm -hmm. sometimes you go back to that place and it feels really rocky and disgusting. And you, don't, you can't go back there. It's not enjoyable. And then all of a sudden, it's fresh and new again. I found that to be kind of an encouraging story.
1: To everything, turn, turn, turn. Season. There is a season. Turn. Turn, turn, turn. A time for beaches and a time for no beaches. I think is how the song goes. Oh. Uh, ready for my last one? Ready. Hundreds of eggs from ancient flying reptile are found in China.
0: What does that mean? <laughs> what <laughs> they, do you mean? They found
1: a bunch of dragon eggs. Uh ancient flying reptile eggs
0: i'm looking at you like what
1: (laughs) they're not of course actual like eggs that can be brought to you know fruition like they they cannot be hatched they're obviously fossils but they're learning a lot about i'm
0: more concerned about the dragon (laughs) part aaron (laughs) what are you talking about
1: no more like i'm sure it's more like a a dinosaur like a pterodactyl or something like that but I mean, pterodactyls are dragons. Like, have we, have we never thought of this before? Like, They, they don't breathe fire. They are, well, they might as well.
0: <laughs> they look
1: like it. They
0: do look terrifying.
1: Um, so yeah. Was it a
0: pterodactyl egg?
1: Um, I don't think technically a pterodactyl, but a type of flying dinosaur kind of bird. So they're learning more about the nesting habits and all those kind of things through so, all these eggs.
0: I know we've talked about this a little bit before. Hundreds of
1: them, by the way. Hundreds of eggs.
0: But... This is just a reminder to all of us that um, dinosaurs were real. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you have trouble with that sometimes.
0: I do. And I know we've talked about this before, but it's it's really strange for me. Dinosaurs are the one thing. It's not that I don't believe that they were here, but they just... I have a hard time comprehending. And I think it's because of Disney movies. And just it seems so fake. Like I watched Land Before Time right along with... um. What was the movie where all the appliances go to the trash bin?
1: Brave Little Toaster? Yes.
0: And so it's all kind of mixed in there together with <laughs> none of this is really real, Talking but it's all very emotional. Talking toasters <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So.
1: Well, they didn't talk.
0: You don't know that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's true. I don't know that. We
0: don't know that they didn't breathe by their fire. We don't know that they didn't speak.
1: Uh, their wingspan for this, you know, uh. Type of animal was about thirteen feet. Yikes! So,
0: and they found hundreds of their eggs.
1: Yes, all in one place to study kind of how it was how it was working.
0: Man, that must have been a bad day when the meteor came crashing down.
1: I don't know, or whatever happened. Be interesting,
0: like just to come across a frozen nest of whatever pterodactyl eggs.
1: Well, you know what this means, don't you?
0: I'm thinking about Jurassic Park. Na, 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 <laughs> yeah, terrifying.
1: Right? Because they're gonna be some get good in there. DNA in there.
0: Yeah, they're gonna get in there.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Somebody is gonna break a DNA roll somewhere.
1: It's gonna be amazing and
0: grow a pterodactyl. I
1: cannot wait. Yes, you can. It's gonna be so fun. No, it's not. It's not gonna be like the movies. We're gonna be smarter than that.
0: Uh huh. That's what they said <laughs> in the movies, Aaron. This <laughs> is
1: just, just a movie. <laughs> it's gonna be amazing.
0: So we're doing this uh, little shoe the dough short today. Yeah. Sorry about the um, shortness of it. We're having technical difficulties in the studio, mm-hmm. but that that doesn't mean we're still so not gonna try to get a great show out to you. And thank you for listening. Thanks for downloading the podcast, for rating and subscribing, and a special thanks to our Patreon supporters because you guys are the reason that we're able to produce this show and others on the network.
1: Couldn't do it without you. If you go to patreon.com slash DNA for 3 bucks a month, uh, you can support. And there's a lot of cool, fun perks to go with that, including your own patron podcast feed. Uh, that comes without the ads you hear at the beginning and uh, the end of the podcast. Uh, so those ads go away uh, when you uh, support, as well as you get your own Uh, Look at the bonus content. All those kind of episodes come directly to you as well in that feed. So if you want to check that out again, it's patreon.com slash studio DNA.
0: And while we're talking about shop business, um, if you haven't noticed already, we have moved our live show to a new site slash app called Spreaker, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. So find us on Spreaker just by searching for Studio DNA. You can subscribe to podcasts there. So you can actually play podcasts on the same app if you want to. And of course, every time we go live, there will be a notification from the studio. And when you click on the episode that's live, you can chat with us. So we still get to chat along with our live audience. And everything's kind of in one place now.
1: Thanks to producer Phil for putting the podcast together. Appreciate that very much. Uh, thanks to Chris Tilly for composing the Shoe the Dough theme music. That is much appreciate, uh, appreciated as well. And thanks to you for staying in touch with us here at Shoe the Dough. You can always um, get in touch at Spreaker, as mentioned, or any other place that you connect with the podcast. Or you can email us, uh, and that would be feedback at shoethedough.com.